as you can hear the intro music in the background we're back we are finally it's angie and nicole and isn't it your job to open like aren't you supposed to say hey here we are or something exciting hi angie no i don't know (laughs) we have been off of the podcast for I can't believe six months. I can't believe I haven't seen you in six months. No, that's not true. I know. I see you all all the time. <laughs> you make it sound like that's a negative thing. Not a negative thing, but it has been a while since we have done a podcast. We, as we explained in the last season on the last show, that seasons of life things were changing, and we needed to kind of take a break and focus on those things. You were doing Rock the Lake for us <laughs> with all the catering. I was trying to plan a wedding, and actually, you were planning a wedding too because. You actually hosted our wedding at your house. So we were busy. Yes, we were. Yeah. I mean, May 28th was the last time that this podcast came out. So what kind of things have been happening since May 28th? Should we start with June? (laughs) You can go first because... I was off in June. I had a surgery. Yes. I had a minor surgery. It was nothing. But I was glad that I went through it because... It was questionable if it was a lump of cancer. Nope, it was not. It was good. It was all definitely a blessing in the end, but I'm glad I did it. But I was off for June a lot longer than I thought I was supposed to be. I always want to just bounce back. Yes. But we forget that surgery is like a major thing, right? I'm having flashbacks. Like, I mean, to think that June, that seems longer than six months ago. You think it's longer? I feel like it's yesterday. Well, you had surgery. We went to Hawaii. That's right. I forgot. I felt like it's been years. Oh, wow. I think I would have rather been in Hawaii than having surgery. (laughs) Yes. It was weird, though, because of the whole COVID stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But your kids probably had some great memories built. Oh, we all did. Because a lot of them were, a couple of them were born there, right? One. One was born there? Out of the five kids, three of them lived there. One was born there. And then Allie and Evie, the youngest two, had never been. Oh, So it was two weeks of just, Brian worked a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. So you were recovering surgery. We went on vacation, came back. Here it was celebrating America's birthday. Yes. So we've got July. I'm trying to think of what I did July 4th. I don't really know. Not even celebrating July 4th. You were in the thick of it still with Rock the Lake. Yes. And I was not going to plan the wedding until after the Rock the Lake thing was all done. Right. And that worked to my advantage. And then. But that added stress to me because here we literally (laughs) were trying to clean up from Sunday night at Sunday Mm -hmm. from Rock the Lake. And I get a call. Hey, Nicole, let's talk wedding. And I'm like, I was done. My part of the event was done. So. Right. (laughs) Let's plan the wedding. I remember exactly where I was sitting when I got that call. But we didn't really have a lot of stuff that we had to do for the wedding. Tents, no. desserts, that was basically it. Right. You just had to show up. I, and I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> I and, just showed up. Yeah. And you somebody looked beautiful. Looked, somebody looked at me and said, you're awfully relaxed for being your wedding day. And I'm like, I, I actually have no function right now. I'm not doing anything. All my friends are doing stuff. Dare I say you had to save up your strength for the honeymoon? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was such a blessing. My my family was in town. So after we did a really quick wedding, really quick wedding, really quick reception, we were gone. We were out of there. But we spent um, that evening just hanging out with my family because they had come into town. And then we skipped off and 
did the honeymoon thing, which was great. I, we went to Lakeside. If anybody's ever been to Lakeside, it is beautiful. So beautiful that my husband actually has a portrait that he hang has hung in the bathroom. That it's like one of our favorite scenes of watching the sunset. Is it weird to say my husband? Not anymore. Cause it's been six months. Right. But every once in a while, it hasn't been six months. Six months since we've recorded. Oh, not six months of. That's true. It, we've been married three months. But like even today, he was saying something to me and I just looked at him and went, you're my husband. <laughs> what did not did we not just do a podcast about the blessings of being single? And that was actually part of my vows. I said I'm, I was good single. I was absolutely good single. I didn't need a man in my life. Right. Which is a really healthy place to be. Not needing a man in your life? Not needing a man. Not needing somebody to complete me. I was complete with God. Okay, and I was okay. in a very good spot. But I chose him because I don't know if I ever told you this. I probably did. But I don't know if I've told the listeners. 13 years ago, I asked God, because I have a bad picker, I asked God to not even send me an offer, no date, no offer, nothing until it was my husband. And you know, he was faithful for that. You never told me that. I never told you that. No, because I would have laughed when you said I'm a good picker. <laughs> no, I, I, I was definitely did not have a good picker. So, so 13 years, I did not have one offer. Nobody even, I, I had this force field around me that nobody even was interested in me. And it wore on me after a while thinking, what the heck is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And then I remembered I had asked God to not even send me an offer because I didn't want to be tempted in any way until it was my husband. Well, and then, you know, God does things his way. And Tom comes along, who's a guy I know, and says, I'm interested in pursuing you. Those were his words. And I said, I don't date. But, you know, after we got talking, I mean, we just, just, I just knew, I just knew right off that that was my husband. And I'm so glad. What are you doing? What are you doing the end of August? You want to make it official? (laughs) That kind of a thing. (laughs) Well, I was honestly trying to back it up later in the year, but nothing seemed to fit in that day. Yeah, seemed to fit. But anyway, the, the long and the short of it is now that we are married and we've been married for three months, it's very much absolutely as it's supposed to be does like it, it was the right decision does it feel like in a good way does it feel like longer than three months oh yeah I mean well I didn't have to get to know him because I already knew him right but there are things about him I'm discovering okay so we just moved into our own first house together yay and one of the things he has in his boxes are the ashes of his dead dogs <laughs> about that <laughs> I'm like why do you have ashes of dead dogs and he goes because I love my dogs and I go but why do you have their ashes like I don't get that and my next question was where do you think you're gonna put those <laughs> so what did you you're laughing it's like crazy I had I have had dead animals he goes what'd you do with your horse and I go uh, like send him away like it's a horse for heaven's sakes I'm not getting him cremated oh my gosh <laughs> but I mean would it have been a deal breaker had you known? He goes, did you? No. Okay. All right. He said, what did, didn't you save anything from your dog? And I said, yeah, like a collar. I have our collar. Okay. A collar I can get. Yeah. <laughs> Not the ashes. So I, I have yet to see those 
come out of the garage and into a space, but I'm, I think I'm going to have to put my foot down about <laughs> where the space is. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I can't do it. That, and then I realized on my honeymoon that he was a huge Buckeye football fan. I oh. didn't know this. I literally, How did you not know he was not a Buckeye fan? Okay, I knew he was an OSU fan. His dad had worked for OSU many, many years and was in a higher position. His whole life was all about OSU. His mom was a trestle. I mean, he has connections, deep connections to OSU. It just didn't dawn on me that he was actually really into football. Okay, I just, so you truly are a blonde. <laughs> I, I just truly was not. I'm just not. So a, how did that disrupt I'm your honeymoon, friend? So we went somewhere on a Wednesday, and somebody said something about the game, and he goes, "There's a game tomorrow," and they were like, "Yeah." He's like, "What time?" And I looked at him, and I'm like, "You're not going to watch the game." He goes, "Oh, we're absolutely watching the game." I was like, "It's the beginning of the season," and he goes, "Doesn't matter." So I got dressed up in my fanciest dress. He took me to a restaurant right on the water and we sat outside and started our meal. And then we told our waiter that we needed to move inside so we could watch the game. So we moved inside, finished our meal, watched the game, at least the first half. And then we went back to our Airbnb and he watched the rest of the game and I went to bed. But this was, this was now I, I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm actually watching football with him and enjoying myself. Do you and understand it? I, yeah, I understand it. Okay. I just never really got into football. I got into the party around the football. Right. Now I'm getting into the man who's into the football. Aw. <laughs> no, that's sweet. <laughs> but that's how it disrupted my honeymoon. I had to watch the football game. Okay. Most people would say, of course. Tom said, of course. But I was, <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was weird that it was on a Thursday night. I remember that. Yeah, it was on a Thursday night. And then the other thing that I didn't know about my husband is that he's super competitive, but he's not competitive like I am. So we played shuffleboard. I had never played shuffleboard <gasps> in my life. How are you? Right? I never played shuffleboard <laughs> in my whole life. But Lakeside is the capital, capital of shuffleboard, the capital of the world, right? Okay. There are tons and tons of shuffleboard courts or whatever they call them. And everybody of every age plays shuffleboard. And I was saying the same thing. I'm not doing a senior citizen thing. He was, I'm telling you, everybody plays at Lakeside. Well, sure enough, we go out there on a Friday or a Saturday. It was near the end of our time to, at, the, at Lakeside. And the place was packed. The whole first court was completely full. I think they call it a court. I don't even know. So we, he taught me how to play shuffleboard. And then he's all encouraging and sweet. He's the sweetest man saying, honey, you're doing a great job. And then he Until. would blow me out of the water. He would knock my little thingy off the thing. And <laughs> I was like, you are being like this passive aggressive, you know, here, honey, you're doing a great job. And then you smoke me. And he did it the whole day with miniature golf and shovelboard. He's super competitive, but he says it in a very sweet way. Kind of irritates me. <laughs> that is hilarious. Now I love shuffleboard, and there's no place around to play it except Lakeside. Well, you'll have to go back up. Oh, but we not plan now. To. It's got to be super cold. Very cold up there, yeah. But I, he grew up his whole younger years. He grew up at Lakeside during the summer. That was that well, was where. Well, of course, he was. you couldn't go in the fall because there's football, <laughs> right? There's even football at Lakeside. Wouldn't you know? Come on. 
So that's that's been stuff in my world in the last six months is just all the changes, uh, learning to live with a person again, and now moving. See, he moved in with me, and I already had my stuff established, but now we're moving into another place, and he's not like the typical guy who's just like, whatever, just set it all up. No, he has an opinion about where he wants things, and they don't jive with my opinion. So that's been an interesting turn of events it, it takes a whole lot of jesus to be married <laughs> yes it does oh my goodness I, I wow compromise and lots of prayer and lots of you know just sacrificing for the other person wow yeah, what did i whole, get into <laughs> the whole concept of pick and choose your battles well yeah absolutely and i you or know. don't turn it into a battle don't make it a big deal right it, it, when you say choose which hill you're gonna die on and none of these things are important enough to me. And he, I've never met a guy that like is so into, you know, this whole thing, but he was single for a lot of years. So he developed a love for all that. <laughs> right. Well, I remember when Brian and I first got married, one of the conversations I had with, I think it was a hairdresser. Um, she was like, oh my gosh, the worst part about being married is my husband just leaves his clothes everywhere. What do you do with your husband when he puts his clothes all over the floor? I'm like, oh, I remember this, Angie. I'm like, oh, I just, I pick it up. You do? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why wouldn't I? She was like, well, he should do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I just began to think about, again, picking and choosing my battles. And still to this day, we've been married almost 25 years and he still leaves his clothes on the floor, like two feet away from our laundry chute and doesn't (laughs) throw it down the laundry chute. And there are times I get mad and then I think it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. It's just not. I get up every day and I, one of the things we bought as a married couple with our marriage money was a cappuccino machine. And I love making macchiatos every day. Yeah. So the first thing I do is get up and make him a coffee before I make my own. And sometimes I even make him three eggs. This is what I do. This is, I don't do it because it's required of me. As a matter of fact, sometimes he says, I go to work later than you. I can really make my own eggs. I do it because I want to show him love, right? you know, and this is how I show him love. And so when he gets up in the morning and he comes out to the living room, there's his hot coffee waiting for him just the way he likes it. And you know what he says? This is the best coffee ever. Every day. This is the best yet. <laughs> Does he tip you? Well, that's a whole nother story we oh. won't talk about on okay. the air. But this morning he got up before me and he made my coffee. That's sweet. He did. I taught him how to make it and he's actually doing really good. <laughs> he goes, you're going to drink this and you're going to say this is the best coffee ever. And I did. I said, best coffee ever. I, I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if it was the best ever, but it was, I'm telling him it's the best ever because I love him. And I appreciate the fact that he just made me coffee, a cappuccino, no less. So anyway, it's fun being married, but I can honestly tell you, I was supposed to teach a singles retreat last year in May and it got canceled. I remember. And I still think I'm the best person to talk about that, about helping singles, especially single women. And the reason why is because I've lived it. I've lived 13 years as a single person. And then I had to transition. And how do you know when to transition? How do you know when God's leading you that way? What are the things to look for, et cetera? And so I still think as a single woman, I'm still the best person of the people that I know in this group. To, to teach this. And so I told him that the other day, I said, 
I still want to do the singles retreat. I know I'm not single anymore, but I still feel like I have more to offer because God really showed me a lot about why did I do what I did when I was single? And here's how it blessed me afterwards. And I want to be able to inspire others. And, you know, they'll always say to me, well, we haven't given up hope because we see it happened for you. And that's true. But there's a whole lot people, women need to work on themselves before they can find that forever somebody. But I was okay with it not ever happening. I was really good with God. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. I have that. nothing to say about that. I'm just <clears throat> listening. Just seriously, I have nothing to say. No comment. If you were a single person, would you want to hear from a married person about singleness? It's not like I've been married 20 years. No, I wouldn't. I'm a middle-aged woman who just got married. No, because it's the same thing where somebody who, like I have five kids and somebody who comes to me and tries to give me advice about motherhood who's not really a mother. Like, is it like that? No, but kind of. It is kind of like that. I mean, my, um, one of my friends said to me, you can't teach that anymore. And I go, why not? Well, cause you're not going to be single. And I said, but I'm the best person to talk to this because I have lived it. And now I'm on the other side and can give people hope. I think it's, I think it's relevant in that situation for somebody to give me what I'm thinking of is when Ian was in kindergarten, K4, actually, we lived in Florida. There was a teacher that was trying to give me advice on how to calm my son down. And the first thing I said, oh, great. What do you do for your kids? She said, well, I don't have any. So I just, <laughs> I shut her out. Like, don't, right. don't come and give me advice. She just wanted my son, who was all boy, to sit still in his class. And now he's like perfectly calm. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm like, what? No. Okay. So if I, if I was, a, okay, I have a friend who lost a child mm. and she could speak to that. Right. There's no way anybody is going to listen to me talk about how to deal with the loss of a child. Right. Because I haven't experienced that. Right. And I can't even imagine the amount of pain. I just watch my friend going through it. It's not like that, but she could minister because now she's on the other side and God has shown her other things. And even though she had the child, lost the child, and now she's living without, she can, she can minister to that best. I feel like that's kind of the case with me. Right. So anyway, I'm still looking forward to teaching a singles re retreat. No, I think and you'll I do great. And I think it's great that you're confident and that you can have a group of people that still would welcome you and appreciate what you have to offer. Yeah. Well, and hopefully they will appreciate <laughs> what I have to say. And yeah, I, I, and they won't just judge it by, oh, you're married. Why would I want to go to her and listen to her talk? Right. Anyway, love to talk. Had an opportunity <laughs> over the last few months. I had an opportunity to do some emceeing. And I love to emcee events. I got a chance to do Discovery Riders Gala. But you know, I'm all horse. So this was right up my alley. Right. Plus, I had done the therapeutic riding way back when I lived in Colorado. I had been a, uh, a volunteer for their organization. And I just really understood it. And it was just so much fun. And so I love to do that stuff. I was supposed to do a hospital gala, but they ended up going virtual, so I didn't need to do it. But I, I was just really excited about this fall, being able to do those things. And then I've had numerous opportunities to go and lead worship. And now that I've married my drummer, <laughs> we are a package deal. Oh, I love it. So we got to do a couple's retreat and lead worship. And that was so cool because, well, 
we got invited so we didn't have to pay for the couple's retreat, which was really great, but we would pay for it going forward because it was so valuable and we would still lead worship for him. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I, it's been a lot going on. I feel like I haven't really stopped since July and um, mentally <laughs> sometimes that can get really wearing. I'm kind of looking forward to the break that we have between Christmas and New Year's, even though I'm going to be probably doing some work. I really need to get my new house in order because you visited my house. You saw boxes. There's boxes and everywhere. It didn't, it didn't phase me. Well, I'm sure you have five kids. I'm sure you live in this half the time because you got kids everywhere. We still have boxes in the attic when we moved here almost seven years ago. It, it, trying to figure out what to throw away and what to give away has been a challenge. Right. Because I am really ready. Okay, so I've been to foreign countries where they have very little. I lived out of suitcases for a week or whatever. And now I realize I really don't need two drawers full of socks. Right. I need, you know, maybe seven at the most Oh, to get through a week. Seven socks, not seven drawers. Seven pairs of socks. Okay. I'm just saying there's a well, lot you're we don't need. Two, you're bringing two households together. And see, that, that was the other thing was my husband bought tons and tons of t-shirts and underwear because he didn't do laundry that often. That's hilarious. Because he had to go to the laundromat. Oh. So he just had... A, a huge supply of both. Right. Now we have a washer and dryer and now he's got tons of clothes, underclothes. <laughs> like, well, you're going to get rid of some stuff, you know. And it's a lot easier to look at your spouse and say, you need to change this. You need to get rid of this. You need to, you need to, you need to, than it is to look at ourselves. <sighs> I know. I know. And I know. That's I'm throwing away stuff too. Right. I have boxes and boxes of personal care items that I've moved to the new house. And I would say two of the three boxes are still sitting in the garage. So if I don't need the things in those boxes, <laughs> which right. I really don't, I mean, why do I need to keep them? There's things that have been sitting in storage for six months. So with all the military moves that we've had, the first thing I look at is, has anything expired? If it <laughs> Just get rid of it if it's expired, right? Oh, if you could see my mom's house, she has stuff from like the 70s. I go, mom, we really need to throw this stuff away. Are we talking pro product like kitchen, bath? Bath stuff. Like um, she's got containers of things and band-aids from like the 70s that she never used. So she just kept them. They're probably better quality than they make oh, now. <laughs> they've been around Some forever. One day she... She said, I left your toothbrush in the bathroom for you. Okay. How From old childhood? <laughs> right? I haven't lived there since I was 18. Oh, you're kidding me. And she had this Ziploc bag with a toothbrush in it that said, Angela. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, Mom, I am not using that toothbrush. Did she, have, did she have AIM toothpaste? Do you remember AIM? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't think. No, Wasn't I wouldn't have used any of that old toothpaste. But one day my lips were dry and I was desperate for some lip balm. Uh oh. And I found the cocoa butter. It's like she has a oh. a, a, um, yeah. a bar of cocoa butter. And I swear that was the stuff that I used when I was a kid. Oh, I don't yeah. remember AIM for me, but I. Oh, sure. Yeah, because you're not old enough. right? No, I'm younger than you. <laughs> no, but my mom told me stories about her growing up in aim so that would have been same generation as your mom i i honestly can't tell you what kind of toothpaste i used as a kid i do remember brushing my teeth but oh good for you i, I mean i wasn't as diligent <laughs> as i am now 
back then. Maybe that's why I have a lot of cavities. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, I, I told my mom when I was home last, Mom, you really need to clean this stuff out of your bathroom and throw it away. I'll, I'll take you shopping. We'll go to the dollar store and buy more. Does she have the little soaps that look like roses? No. Oh, okay. That would have been classy. I'm serious. This stuff has been around forever. I can't believe she's kept it. I can't believe it. How old is your mom? 80, 85. Okay. So, oh, goodness gracious. Well, anyway, they're eventually going to be selling their house. That stuff's going to go. So she better not move any of it. They have not moved. Like I was born, at, not in the house, but they were living in that house when I was born. Oh, wow. So they have not ever moved except for when my siblings were little. So when my mom and dad have to move or my mom has to move, uh, it's going to be quite a shock, I think, it's, uh, of what to take and what not to take. I mean, they've lived out of a motorhome a couple of times and just for the fun of it, they go camping and RVing and so that I know she can li- live on a little. Right. But, you know, the eventuality is one of my parents is going to go soon and the other person's going to have to adjust to life not in that house anymore. Right. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation we can have in the future. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think 2022 is going to be uh, a tough year moving forward. It's It's going to be interesting to go through a whole nother season. Um, Tom's lost his parents. I have not yet. Um, I was so blessed that they made it to the wedding and I've got pictures, you know, Abigail took photography or took pictures for us. She's a photographer on the side and she did such a great job capturing the family and getting all the people together. It was really wonderful. There was a great turnout. It was, it was a beautiful day. It was, it was a perfect day. I yeah. felt a couple of raindrops during pictures, and then it was no more. That was it. It was a beautiful day. Anyway, back to that. So seasons of life. We ended the, the last podcast season talking about the changes that were coming. Now we're in the thick of the changes. And why do I feel like it's not going to end? <laughs> I feel like we are just getting more and more adapted to change. And I think we should in a lot of ways. But yeah. If you're not coming out of a crisis, you're going into one. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think that it continues to help us focus on what really matters and focus on the Mm -hmm. Lord and just say, okay, God, you know what's best, regardless of what it is. Does this really matter in the spectrum of life? Right. So I haven't heard from you about what's been going on the last six months. And we got a few minutes left. I know that you had kids driving now. Yes, and you I'm knew that pregnant. was coming. You're not pregnant. Stop. Oh, I know, but anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, Apparently uh-huh. not. <laughs> All the people that are listening are laughing, right? Right. Oh, we can't. We just can't hear them. How many kids does she have anyway? So I will tell you that my alley begs every birthday and Christmas. Can we just? Can you have a baby? Can you have? And I'm like, mm, no. No. <laughs> how about I? How about like one of those baby be mine things that are no, like that real? Would, no. 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 Okay. All right. Well, she wants a little sister. I know. Another little sister. She wa- well, I remind her of that. I'm like, you have Evie. Well, it's not the same. I'm like, what do you no, mean she it's has, not the she same? She's a little sister. They're hilarious. I don't know what's changed in the last six months. Um, Kids driving. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of what's going on in my life. Um, so, yes, it took Isabel about a year because of the shutdown and all the fun stuff. She's 17 now, but she has her license. Good. Got it several months ago. 
She's a good, safe driver. She really is. Good. She she does great. And then now Ian has his permit. He's 15. He needs to be driving because he likes to work. Well, this summer he had three jobs and one of them, no, two of them, he was able to drive different vehicles. Oh, nice. Kind of on the property to where it's yes. legal. Yes. Whatever that looks like. Yes. On the property, you can right. drive. Well, he's gotten sloppy with some of his habits mm. and one-handed driving kind of. And I'm like, uh-uh. no, nope. no. Nope. You got nine and three. Nine and three, boy. Get your <laughs> hands up there. Ours was 10 and two. What was wrong with 10 and two? Come well, on. You were, you were in New York and Ohio. It's no, it's this, nine and three. No, it's the age thing. They changed it somewhere along the line. Now it's nine and three. Ours was 10 and 2. Now they want a self-driving vehicle. And I'm like, get a job. Like, you can't, (laughs) right? That's not going to happen. Then you don't have to worry about 10 and 2 or 9 and 3. You can just take a nap. (laughs) Right, exactly. I wouldn't take a nap. I don't like the automated vehicles. I don't. No. You become lazy. We have two vehicles that have rear view cams. Yep. But Brian's truck doesn't. And And you forget to look behind you, don't you? Yes. Oh, my stars. I almost hit... um, my niece's car last night oh no hopefully she's not listening (laughs) like I'm not kidding I'm like oh crap but you do you have to just stop and think so I'm trying to teach the kid the kid I'm trying to teach the kids when you get in a vehicle you have to remember what vehicle you're in check your mirrors I mean because it's stuff you do out of habit as an adult yes and Brian's biggest pet peeve is people adjusting the seat up and down back and forth and I said that's normal right I said the other option is you could Buy each child their own car so you can mm-hmm. protect your seat positioning. I have to do it every time because my husband's taller than I am. Yes. Which I love, by the way. Okay. Aww. I'm so in love. I just love that he's taller. But that's beside the point. Excuse me. If we were talking about me. So. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about you. Good. No, but in general, there's a love. huge. Yeah. But there's a huge adjustment, you know, with all of that. But it's yeah. it's so nice. One time I had her go run a few errands for me on a Saturday like three different stores and all this. She came home and she's on the phone with one of her girlfriends. Oh my gosh, I've been out all day running errands. I didn't get much done at home. Oh, wow. I know. And she said it like in a fun bantering kind of way. And I said, Isabel, thank you. Now you're getting a little taste of my life. What I, yes. what I do. And so there is some appreciation there. I We're very blessed. We've got, we've got great kids. They are kids. They do their job well. One of the buzzwords in the house a lot lately is shut up, which I am putting the smack down on that. I cannot stand that, but <laughs> could be worse. But yeah, they're doing great. She's a junior now. She's going on her first college visit here with Brian on Christmas She started break. dating yet? No, she is actually the matchmaker Oh, of, I don't want to say the school, but the class. Really? Yeah, all the guys come to her and they're like, what should I do for so-and-so? What should I do for so-and-so? She's not complicated. She's not. Hmm. She, she's a lot like her mama. It's. Hmm. Yeah. And I said, it's about one of these days, one of these boys are going to come to you because they like another girl and realize it's really you that they want. And let's, I just. Let's wait on that. She's only 17. No, I know. But in, <laughs> no, but in general. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's. I think that's how it's organically well, going to happen. I hope that it's not the case where it happened with me, where. You like the boy, and then he comes and asks about another girl, and your little heart gets crushed because she's you already liked him. she already already had that already happen. had that yeah. happen, oh, and that's okay. That's because hard. It is, but I was able to help her through all that. Mm, that's good. Good teachable moments. So we're gonna keep on recording this podcast. We're gonna keep on talking about our lives and and how we're in it right now because you know we are in it. <laughs> 
I'm hoping to have some guests coming up. Always taking suggestions from people about what they like to hear. But basically our conversations are we're having a cup of coffee and talking like girlfriends and y'all can eavesdrop. So that's basically how it's been. It's basically how it's going to be. Doesn't, that's what I need it to it's, be. It's really not more complicated than that. Well, what was it you had said or somebody had said it's kind of like that Seinfeld, a whole lot of... whole lot of nothing. So here's to a whole lot of nothing, Nicole. I'm looking forward to season three. I know. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to a whole lot of fun and nothing. (laughs) And nothing. So I guess until next week, we say goodbye. Bye. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 The Shine FM Podcast Network.